As I said, I've been a member of this church for some time, and one of the things I love most about this church is its blend of science and religion that we UUs thrive on. We can refuse to accept the historical illusion of a wall between science and religion, even while we fight hard to keep that wall between government and religion. One of the things I love most about the Quantum and the Lotus book that I'm reading right now is its blend of science and religion. Its theme is the building of bridges between quantum physics and Buddhism. And for the next two Sundays, I would like to see if we as a congregation can build a bridge of modern mantras. Modern mantras are global and changing mental abbreviations of infinite truths that are shared by all beings in varying degrees. I believe many of us already speak such mantras to ourselves regularly, and we might share them with others if asked, so I'm asking. I believe that such sharing can move us closer to the attaining of four vital benefits for ourselves and our world. First, we could advance the part of human awareness of the superhuman perspective that Friedrich Nietzsche believed that humans could realize, which was expressed in the poem that I read earlier. We could also, by sharing mantras, help attain the faith of Abraham that the existentialist Soren Kierkegaard claimed that we could reach in his book, Fear and Trembling. This faith, which brings the accountability for acquiring infinite awareness to us personally, is a quantum leap above both the ethics of society and the aesthetics of theology and religion religion or philosophy. We could take advantage of the fact that learning viable mantras from each other has been proven to aid in the healing of many physical health issues and possibly we could gain an understanding of the true proven reality laws that are revealed in both quantum physics and the world's myths and fables, laws which physicists term, rather vaguely, invariable and immutable relationships. Now, how can mantras help us improve in all these areas? 
if we bring our mantras into harmony with these two essential traits of the cosmos, its global, all-encompassing, interdependent oneness, and the cosmos's perpetual capacity to change, if our mantras take on these features, I believe it will move us towards those achievements. Modern discoveries about the use of mantras have recognized them to be like harmonic tuning forks, which when sounded tune our consciousness and our being to both our subconscious and our primal or genetic awareness. So mantras help us tune into the musical parts of the arts of our cultural myths. The world's myths are expressions of infinite truths, as Joseph Campbell so effectively brought into our culture's awareness. And in Eastern religious terms, mantras harmonize the yin and yang, old and young, skinny and fat, tall and short, polar opposites of the phenomenal world. They're harmonized into bringing these extremes into cosmic harmony in an ideal conscious being. And this conscious being, which we can attain through our mantras, using them as a stepping stone, is the whole interdependent web of existence, of which we are an essential component just as a single cell on the tip of one of your heart valves is an essential component of you as a being. This united being is one of the modern foundational truths found in both quantum physics and Buddhism and is expounded on in this book, The Quantum and the Lotus. Now, for just a short note about the, a mantra's effect on our physical health, here's a list of some of the scientifically proven health gains which come from a steady diet of mantra followed by meditation. Improved memory, fewer Alzheimer's symptoms, reduced stress, better brain blood flow, healthier DNA chromosome structure, better sleep, and less depression. So such improvements in overall health hint of the power inherent in our mantras. And I think that we can build this power exponentially if we join our mantras to move them become toward becoming more global as we share them, and this sharing might help us to change our mantra if we learn of beneficial components by others sharing their 
mantras. Now, in their book, How to Keep Your Brain Alive, Katz and Rubin stress how vital it is for our brain function, for us to both build new contacts for global expansion and to change our traditional ways of doing things for the brain stimulation of that change. So next week I propose that we incorporate these brain-enhancing techniques by sharing our personal mantras with each other. I think that we all have mantras that we use to validate our personal theory of reality, even if they're as basic as, damned if you do and damned if you don't, or it's Murphy's Law. So I would like you to use the form that's in the order of service and fill it out and either turn it in this week when we collect the offering at the end of the service, if you already got your mantra and you know all the answers, or you can email it later to the email listed in the order of service. Or if you really want to push me, you can bring it in the morning next week and I'll try to work it in. The remainder of this week's mantra sharing will be a listing of a few simple mantras to help you open up to ones that you are either already using or are just on the tips of your tongue. I say that about it being on the tip of your tongue because when I shared this sermon topic with uh, some people who came to this church, one of them mentioned that they heard someone say something here that they firmly believed in, and yet they knew personally that that was off base for them. Now, of course, that's one of the essentials for this church, but her dwelling on how this person could be so caught up in what she seemed, seemed to her to be so invalid brought to her mind a mantra, and that mantra just filled her mind for weeks to come. So little things like that, which happen often at a church like this, can help you to change your mantra to bring it more in tune with your ever-changing concept of reality. My, first, my personal favorite mantra is a quote from Chang Zhu, which I modified into a waltz. Chang Su is one of the ancient writers of Taoism. It goes like this. Night and day sharing the springtime with all ones, thus changing the seasons in one's own heart. A mantra that I learned from the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation, I blend, I use because it blends mantra with mudra uh, motions and meditation. 
It's called a kirtan kriya, and it's based on the Sanskrit word satnam, in that it uses all the letters in that S-A-T-M-N, and the mantra is satnama. This Sanskrit word satnam means true essence, and I think that definition hints at what mantras can move us toward. I use what I call my Trinity mantra to keep in tune with two things. It is one, two, none. 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 First, this mantra links me with the trinities which seem to be holding the universe together, such as the triads of quarks which form into the triads of the electron, proton, and neutron, which are in the atoms at the basic molecular structure of physical existence. They also, it also helps me capsulate my personal philosophy, one, two, none, which is the maturing of rational, uneducated thought merges the infantile sense of a separate self in the young child before he's educated into an educated awareness that all is the oneness of the cosmos, a oneness expressed in Buddhist thought as the void, for it is neither the separation of being nor the nihilism of non-being. Now, from the Self-Realization Fellowship, I learned an even more basic mantra, which uses the sound hong on the inhale and saw on the exhale for a hong saw mantra in which all you are really dwelling on is your breathing. And the final example I offer this morning is both the shortest and the greatest of mantras. Om. The Vedas teach Om to be the sound which contains within it and from which is formed the whole cosmos. So I hope that you have similar, if maybe not so Eastern, mantras that you use regularly to help keep your focus on things that you value more than our monkey mind chatter, which is usually a rerun of the peripheral phenomena of our body mass passing through its daily attainment of staples of food, shelter, transportation, and social graces. And I hope that you will share these mantras as briefly as I just shared these five this morning, either by writing them on the paper in the order of service 
or volunteering on that same paper to share them next week in less than two minutes with us yourself. I believe that a communal sharing of our personal chants, prayers, cliches, or mental footnotes, whatever we may call them, will help us learn more about each other and thereby grow closer together. And this mantra sharing could open up our communications to deeper sharing. And it might even move our congregation as a whole to a more united awareness of the oneness that we all share our part of together.